Hello and welcome to the Easy Living Poker Podcast. I'm your host, Darren Kitan, back with you. Uh, sorry for the delay. We had a little uh, lapse due to some good reasons, so I'll explain. Um, but we are back. This is Season 2, Episode 3 of our podcast. Um, moving forward, I had uh, told everybody that we were going to have a guest on this week, and I want to explain that we are not going to have a guest, but the reason is good. So our guest is... Uh, Mr. Eddie M. I'm not going to actually fully pronounce his last name until I make sure this right. I think it's Markowski, but I want to make sure that I say this correctly. And so uh, we were going to meet today to have this interview, but he has fortunately bagged a nice 200 and I believe 61,000 ship stack in the Jacksonville Best Bet um, $400 100K guarantee. Uh, it pays out 52K up top, and he is currently playing down to a winner today. So I uh, wish you the best of luck, Eddie, and uh, this dude is a crusher. He's been winning everything online, and he's just a very good player. So I hope to learn from him and hope everybody else can learn some wisdom from him once um, he is done with his weekend. So the plan is at this point we're going to probably record Monday or Tuesday. I don't know for sure, but I will post another episode uh, once we get that interview up. It's going to be a longer episode, uh, lots of stuff I have to ask him, lots of strategy, lots of things if you're just – trying to get into poker and learn the best methods to do so. Um, and then we will kind of promote his, um, he does have like a little coaching business as well. If anybody would like to hit him up, um, we'll have all the info available for you. Um, and honestly, I need to probably have a session or two with him uh, to make sure I can always sharpen the skills a little bit. Um, so with that being said, um, also another future guest we're gonna have is Mr. Mike Bozeman. Uh, we, he will be the first, uh, like poker room employee professional, uh, that we have on the show. I've known Mike for quite a while now. Um, he's been at multiple poker rooms working, um, as a dealer and floor manager. So he will provide some good insight and have a good episode for us coming up. He also is a very avid player. And on that episode, we're probably going to get into a little Omaha. He's a, uh, an Omaha, uh, player. So we'll, we'll definitely talk uh, a little bit more than just our normal strategy on that episode coming up that will be recorded on friday so today is just so everybody knows it is um sunday january 21st 2024 it is playoff weekend in football so we've got a lot of action going on there today so i wanted to record this episode before um and move on from there so our last episode we discussed that um I was going to be playing in the $400, 200K guarantee in Daytona. And I actually was wrong in that I told you it was a week earlier than it actually was. It actually took place this weekend uh, from, or this week, I should say, and into the weekend from Wednesday through yesterday. There were two flights every day, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, I fired one bullet into the last, I have found some time available. It was looking like I wasn't going to be able to. And then at the last minute, I was able to get over there on Saturday evening and, and fired the $400 um, buy-in. Um, there were 89 total runners in my flight, um, and we'll get into um, some specific hands as far as strategy goes um, here in the next few minutes. But in the end, we ended up, did not find a bag. We did get 28th, if there's any so you know highlight to it, 28th out of 89. So we did make it pretty far um, and just came up a little short at the end. Couldn't really get anything going consistently uh, throughout the day. It was kind of a frustrating day. Uh, a lot of 
you know, two steps forward, two steps back, you know, three steps forward, three steps back, and then one forward, two back, and then two forward, one back. You just a lot of up and down. Um, I keep records during tournaments uh, as far as like chip stacks. Um, and I basically, you start with a 30K starting stack, and so 300 big blinds uh, at a 100, 100, 100 level. Uh, I never got above 34,000 in chips at any point. I never got lower than 14,000. So I always stayed between that 14 to 34K mark. Um, the level that I was knocked out in, it was uh, 1,000, 2,000 two, with a 2,000 uh, chip big blind ante. Um, and I'll get into some hands from this um, as we move forward. Uh, like I said, I really didn't get anything about my table was was a good table, but it was very it was challenging for me in a couple respects. The first thing I wanted to say is, as far as position goes to the table, um, I had some very uh, good players to my left. So out of the uh, nine-handed table, I felt like myself and then. The immediate three to my left were the most competent players, and then after that, there was there was a lot of average to mediocre players uh, remaining at the table. Um, so it made it hard for for me because the better players were able to take advantage of the position against me a lot of times, and um, it just made for a tough day. I was very patient, very methodical, very um, diligent in my analysis of how the table was unfolding and I was making decisions with that in mind. So I overall, at the end of the day, I was very pleased with how I played, except for there's really like one or two situations where I was, I definitely made an error that I should have, um, should have uh, played differently. But so I'll get into those here. Um, I had one hand that I want to talk about first. Um, I had uh, woke up in, I believe it was under the gun plus one, with ace king of spades um this was at the uh 200 400 level so i made the raise to 900 um and then i had um behind me to my left i had a couple folds and then the tough player on the uh in the cutoff and the button both called my um my raise and then the big blind also called so there was um Four total people to the flop. We had, um, just for sheer numbers, 900 times four is 3,600, plus the 300 small blinds, so 3,900, and then an ante. Uh, so we had 4,300 in the pot, and the flop was uh, was pretty nice. It was king of hearts, six of diamonds, uh, four of diamonds. Okay, so king, six, four, two diamonds. Uh, and I'd ace king of spades. So very good, probably a, a above average flop for my hand. Uh, the big blind checked. And then on me with um, 4,300 in the pot, I made a continuation bet of 1,500 into the 4,300 chip pot. So just over 33% bet. Um, so I bet. And then I got two folds. And then the big blind decided to... Um, make the call so there was then at that point 7300 chips in the pot and the turn was the deuce of diamonds okay so another diamond up there um it completes a possible like a straight draw as well three five would get there um with that card and then um the 
Big Blind decided to checks again. And for me at that point, I this is one of my mistakes for the day. I should have been probably thinking more of keeping pot control and or um, just knowing that I could, if I check here, I can make one call of a bet and see a showdown at a cheaper price if my opponent had a flush. So what ended up happening was the big blind checked, and in my mind, I was thinking to myself, well, there's a lot of king X's in my opponent's range that could be calling, so why not get more value, especially if he has king X with like a diamond draw. Um, it's like a king of you know clubs and a ten of diamonds or jack of diamonds or something to that effect or queen of diamonds. So I decided to make another bet. In the, it was $7,300 in the pot. I have it written down here. And I decided to bet uh, $3,000. So it was a little bit less than half pot. And he immediately raised to $8,000. Um, so at that point, this was my mistake. I was thinking to myself, well, I can call and then evaluate river. And I just honestly, I didn't think the sand completely through. It was, it was an honest mistake. It was, it's a very bad mistake though, because uh, I made, did make the call. So there is 16,000 plus to 7,300. So there's 19,000 in the pot and the river was a blank. Um, I think it was another deuce, if I remember correctly, deuce of clubs. So pairs the board um, and my opponent, no, it's, I'm sorry, I'm reading the wrong thing. Uh, this was a, Seven? Yeah, seven of clubs. Sorry. I thought it was a two. So final board of king, six, five, deuce, seven with the three, the six, five, and deuce are diamonds. Um, so he then fired out um, 10K, and I only have, I get at that point I had like 18K left. So he's basically saying I'm going for never folding type scenario, and I just have to fold my hand. So in the end, what I should have done when the opponent checked the turn, I should have checked back and then evaluated in the river when that seven came. Like if, he, if there's 7,300 in the pot, if he makes a 4,000 chip bet, you know, I can just call and hope that I'm good and get to a showdown much cheaper than how I did and wasting less chips. So I basically wasted 8,000 chips when I didn't need to. And that's not a good, not a good scenario. So um, I want to thank a buddy of mine, Eric, for talking me through that a little bit. But in the end, my opponent, uh, I did fold. The opponent did flash to me that he had nine, eight of diamonds. So I was crushed. I was beat, uh, drawing dead after the turn. So that was one mistake that I really wish I could take back. I uh, misplayed that hand. Um, and then the, the whole routine of the day or the, the, the daily progress went more like this. Like I would have 30,000, I would lose a few chips, and then I'd be back up to about 30. Then, like I said, up and down like a roller coaster. Um, didn't really have too many, like there were a lot of situations where there would be a raise um, and a call in front of me, and then I would have a marginal hand where I had to be worried that the players to my left and like the blinds were potentially going to make three bets because they had been. So... I, I was really kind of handcuffed in a lot of ways, and I I, fig, I, I realized by playing this tournament that I need to be um, more decisive in some of my actions, especially if I have that same table dynamic again with very good players to my left. You know, it's a hard, harder aspect of things, but 
you know, there's a way to play it and I'm learning from my mistakes. So hopefully as I go, it just gets better and better. Um, a couple other hands that uh, went down. Um, I had ace queen of offsuit. It was ace of spades, queen of clubs. I made a raise in early position. Um, this opponent who was a D Detroit Lions fan, uh, props or uh, shout out to him. Hope the Lions actually uh, go far. That, that would be my uh, if I could pick one of the teams to win the Super Bowl, that's who it would be. I, I love it just because they have never been good in ages. And uh, I really hope that moving forward that they are able to do well. So anyway, this this particular player was the best player at the table. He was, you know, he did hit a lot of hands and was and was getting good cards dealt to him. But at the same time, he was he was very much aggressive in position. And I could see that he was taking advantage of other players' weaknesses and really outplaying them post-flop with his uh, with his play. So I knowing this and knowing that he was going to be wider, there were a few scenarios where I, uh, this is one of them where I took advantage of him. Uh, I raised, like I said, with ace of spades, queen of clubs. It came around and I believe one person middle position called and then uh, he was on the button and he made a raise. Like I think the raise was, my raise was to 1,200. It was a 300, 600 level. I made it 1,200. So just a 2x raise. Uh, and he made it 3,600. And then, um, like I said, I knew that he was going to be very wide with his range. And I had not been playing very many hands. So I knew that I knew that he thought that I was some super knit um, tight player. So I knew that I would get more credit for four bets and other sorts of all-in or like major bets, basically. I knew that he would think that I could never have it. Um, or never not have it, I should say. So on that particular occasion, I just went all in with my 18,000 and he sheepishly folded very quickly. So I knew that I had taken advantage of that. And then there was another scenario, same, almost exact same type of thing. I only had pocket fours, uh, raised early, got a couple calls. He made a raise because he knew he could take it, the players to his, to his right in the scenario were weak. And I, once again, ripped like 22,000 all in and he folded. So like I knew that I could get him um, off of his hands and that he was with his big stack, he was playing a very good uh, table bully or just, you know, table captain, if you know what that means, but he just had everybody covered and was able to really uh, move his ships around well and aggressively. And so luckily, basically I just was able to survive and kept on chipping up very, very like slow, little small increments. And then I would, like, well, hands just not hit anything, not have any opportunities to steal. Like the, in poker, there's so many scenarios in tournaments where you can make a, a continuation bet or a just an in-position bet and take down a lot of pots. And um, if I even if I had the opportunity to do so, it just would never work out. It just I'd make that bet to try to take down a pot, and then I'd get called and kind of have to shut down my hand. So um, we ended up getting down to 28 people. Uh, we're very close, to top 12 bag chips for day two which is today um i had a couple hands where i was like believe my i was at twenty four thousand five hundred in chips and the blind level was one thousand two thousand so the big blind is two big blind annie's two so i'm basically uh 12 big blinds and there are 12 and a half big blinds uh under the gun player went all in for about 35k and it folds all around me, and I looked down at ace-queen of hearts, and said, that's good enough for me. So I 
put the chips in. Uh, my opponent showed pocket eights, so just a, a pretty good spot, you know, if I can just um, outflop. And sure enough, the flop came uh, king, queen, um, sorry, king, queen, four, rainbow. Uh, so I was pretty good shape. And then right away on the turn, I got the bad news that eight uh, of hearts hit and hurt pretty bad. So in the end, though, uh, like I said, got knocked out 28th. I would have been sitting around 51, 52,000 in chips. Um, and then at that point, pretty much like I would have finally had a little bit of momentum, a little bit of chips that I could have you know, grinded it through. There's been a lot of times in those tournaments where you just have to be patient. And I, I've been in this spot before where I've, you know, waited till I'm at the nitty gritty and then made a roaring comeback and, and I've bagged 200 plus thousand chip stacks. So it just wasn't in my, in the cards today. I was a little bit unlucky in that regard that after I'd outflopped him that the eight hit as a, I was a 90 to 10 favorite um, with two cards to come, but good game to him. And uh, so that's, we're starting off 2024. We're $400 in the hole to start off the year, but it's okay. We're going to play, uh, we're going to try to play one live tournament a month at this point. I'll post all the results, let everybody know, and then at the end of the year, we'll do like a full recap to see where where we stand. Um, and then moving forward, the next tournament, I just want to give a plug here to Daytona on February 25th. There will be a, I believe it's a $400 buy-in, 100K guarantee. I think it's a single-day tournament. So that'll be the next one that I play at this point, uh, unless something changes. And then I'm still on the uh daily investing in my bankroll path that i spoke about earlier in the year so we're just keeping building um and then the only other thing is during the week i'll probably play a few uh acr tournaments here or there had a pretty rough day also there the other day i lost about 60 dollars in buy-ins um over like six or seven different tournaments just couldn't get anything going man like it's just been kind of a rough rough sledding lately uh, to start off the year but um, I'm focused, determined. Uh, everything in life is going very well. I, I can't complain. I know that uh, it's easy to complain. Most people do. But if you really think about it deep down, we're all very blessed, very lucky uh, for the situations we're in. Um, and then moving forward, we will have uh, – this will be the end of this episode. And then I will be – I'll update midweek uh, the Eddie – uh, episode. We'll talk to Eddie from Jacksonville, and then we will have Mike Bozeman on following that. So it should be should be some exciting times. I hope uh, everybody has a great week, and uh, look forward to getting the next few episodes out. Until next time, keep on easy living.